0: to another episode of the chat we've got uh brisa with us here it's um season three episode 33 and uh you want to yeah. take a minute to say hi
1: hi i'm brisa um i'm pretty stoked that i'm on 333 right now <laughs> i feel like that's a magical uh i don't know triangle you know another three um I don't know. Yeah. Anything else I should say? Yeah. It's like,
0: like a mystic number or something.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. One of my
0: favorites. I, I like it. It's yeah. it's better than some of the other combos out there. Like, you know, there's some triple digit combos that make people a little squirrely.
1: Right. Right. I feel like three, 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 is pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. A, that's a good one. Um, and yeah. you're out of the Bay area, correct?
1: I'm out there. Yep, yeah, San Francisco. Been here going on twenty uh, one years. Oh, wild! No.
0: where where did yeah. you uh, move there from?
1: Santa Rosa, just like an hour north. Okay. Uh, so, have a lot of my parents, my mom and stepdad, and uncle and family up there, and I got some friends up there still too. So, yeah, oh, that's cool. Not too far.
0: So, what yeah. what uh, what brought you to San Francisco? <laughs>
1: Uh, I hate to say it, but I was a teenager, so uh, clubbing, clubbing is what brought me <laughs> brought me to San Francisco. So it, it was it was I San was,
0: Francisco that brought you in there,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah, it was a lot of the club scene. Uh, I love dancing, um, so that was where I wanted to be, and it was you know fun and it still is. I still love going dancing, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I realized. Like maybe five years ago, that was like my actual reason when someone else asked me, and I was like, "Oh, duh, clubbing <laughs> is that why everyone comes here?"
0: <laughs> well, I mean, there, there's worse reasons to, to move somewhere than than clubbing. You know, it's dancing is yeah. good for you. Yeah.
1: Indeed, you know, I just yeah, wanted to have
0: fun. <laughs> so, what got you? Like, how did you get started with photography?
1: Um, that I got. Well, I was given a camera by my one of my aunts when I was little uh, in Mexico, uh, just a little point-and-shoot, like, Canon that I, like, really liked uh, playing with, um, and I don't have it anymore, but um, a long time ago, Matt from Glass T Photo actually, like, had found one and gave me, like, the exact copy of it, because um, he remembered I told him I had this, like, special little red Canon point-and-shoot. Um, so I really enjoyed that, but then my dad and my grandpa actually were really into photography when I was a kid, um, and growing up. So I have actually inherited all of their cameras, <laughs> uh, since then. Um, my dad just doesn't do it anymore and he mm. gave me his cameras and then my grandpa passed away. So I got all his stuff, uh, when that happened. Um, but basically high school was like, what was super exciting, um, as I mentioned a little bit in my blurb, that's when I learned how to do traditional, like, darkroom printing uh, when they still taught it in high school, um, like, as part of the curriculum versus, like, an after-school option. Um, so, yeah, I just loved it. I loved making prints. Like, I, that's, like, one of my favorite things is printing.
0: Yeah, darkroom printing, mm-hmm. there's, like, a special magic to it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's total magic. And I feel like color printing is even more magical. Like, it either either works for you or it, like, totally doesn't. You can spend, like, four hours working on one print and get, like, yeah, something amazing or just be bummed and hungry and leave. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I used
0: to do. I've never tried color printing, but I I love dark, like, black and white printing. Like, it's, um, it's a really cool thing.
1: It is. It's super magical. And I feel like not everyone um, has had the opportunity to, or to explore it or had the option, um, but that's just not been part of their process with doing photography. So I think it's really cool that it's still alive for now, uh, hanging in there um, and that people can still like try and, I don't know, learn how to make prints. And then, you know, it's really nice to take that tangible thing home with you or to like give to somebody and yeah. Or to show off or go, like, I actually printed that myself. No, Like, it's fun. Yeah.
0: Pardon? It's like, I made this.
1: (laughs) Right. I made this. Oh, my mom's here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brian Brian calls you a um, print mistress.
1: Print mistress. Sweet. Thanks, Brian. (laughs) Thank you.
0: So... Uh, for, for no one that yeah. that's like experienced it before like is there a big difference between color printing and black and white printing
1: um yes for sure um i mean i'm definitely not the best color or probably black and white document printer but um i think color is much more challenging because you have to do everything in pitch black where in so just like just firstly big difference um and then in black and white, you have the safe light, so you can actually like see what you're doing. But in color, you have to set everything up, you know, get everything aligned. Hope you're sticking your paper in the right place. At least that's what I always experience. Even though <laughs> you should be able to feel the easel and then turn it on, and then go for it, and then you just adjust uh, what the other colors to get it versus like filters. Mm. So like the cyan and magenta, like you have to play with the color shift. In, in that and so that was always hard for me because i feel like my eyes had just played tricks on me like after a while like being like is it too Is it too yellow and you're like comparing it all the time but um when you get it dialed in it's pretty pretty cool because it's like so vibrant or you can make it i guess any color you kind of really want if you don't want to make it natural too but um
0: that's why yeah. you have to do it it's, completely in in the dark
1: yeah. I mean you can set everything up in the, the light, but like, you know, the once once you pull the paper out, like that it has to be pitch black, like there's no safe light for it. So yeah, and then it's there's a processor that you put it in versus like trays because of that. So you just take your paper to okay. this heat processor, I think it was called a Colex. Please don't anyone yell at me if I miss saying, <laughs> saying that name, but um it was the one that had it, Rayco and it's just this massive beast of a machine and you shove your test strips in hope you don't jam it by cutting them the right size and then wait a few minutes like literally almost five minutes and then you go and you look and you either are getting close or you got it or you're very far away from the finished product (laughs) so the time spent with it is also different yeah i feel black and white you can kind of get the gist pull it out of the fixer after 30 seconds just to look right like you don't only want to fix the prints that long and then you
2: know
0: if you get an idea go back in but yeah well those are time consuming that that's different. like the best part at least when i was doing prints was like when you have it in the tray and you see the image start mm-hmm. to you know pop up in front of you that was like the real right. kind of magic
1: yeah yeah where did you learn it
0: Um, I learned it when I was living in Toronto. Um, there was this uh, place there called gallery 44 and it's like a contemporary photography, um, group or something like that. Um, but it was like split between two things. So it's like the upstairs was this like art gallery filled with like, you know, art people trying to fluff out their CVs and stuff. And then the basement was the production space where there was like dark rooms there was a member's dark room that um, was like a four or five year waiting list to like get on that one. you'd pretty much have to wait for like one of the other people to die before you could get a table in there. Um, And then then there's the teaching dark room that you could rent out for six bucks an hour. Um, Oh wow. And I met this guy, Jeremy Lynch. Um, He was doing portraits in Kensington market in Toronto with an old, handmade five by seven camera from like i think the early 1800s or something like that from uh Berlin. Wow. and it, it was like mm-hmm. one of those super old ones where it didn't even have a shutter so he had this just like cap that would go over the brass lens and he'd like pop the cap off and he'd like just count down and then he would put the cap back on um
1: yeah and that's he kinda, super cool
0: it, it's, it was such a cool um, camera and an interesting experience because he was shooting everyone on paper, I believe. And then he scanned that into a book where he was interviewing car drivers, pedestrians, and cyclists. And he made this book about how uh, cars are ruining everything and... <laughs> everyone's kind of like input from like the car drivers who are these soulless people that like want to murder the cyclists and you know, the, the cyclists who are just trying to like live their best life and not get run over by a hunk of metal and glass. Right. I'm
1: one of those. (laughs) (laughs) And um,
0: he, he was a very interesting cat, but he took a shine to me and he was just like, Hey, you should come check out this gallery 44 thing. And, uh, you know, learn how to print and yeah, he got me hooked. Like it was just really cool. Um, I spent like most of like 2018 and 2019, um, in the dark room there wow. and then COVID happened and you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I finally just got back into the dark room here, um, at the Harvey Volt soda center, just like, I wanna say April. Uh maybe. Yeah. It's just I don't know, yeah, COVID really that was like a favorite pastime, like obviously pre COVID. And it still is now, but it's kinda of hard to coordinate my work life a little bit now with it. But um I'm not in there as much as I used to be. But it's still nice to be able to go and like spend some time doing that.
0: And yeah. for your work thing, is that like a creative adjacent job, like related to photography or something very different or? My what? Like your your day job.
1: My day job? Yeah, no, totally different. Uh, I work at a veterinary hospital as a veterinary nurse. Uh, I'm an RVC registered veterinary technician. Uh, means I have a license um, versus none. Uh, so, yeah, completely different just in medicine all day long. Uh, <laughs> so definitely not. And my art brain doesn't, artistic side doesn't really get to be used that much, but it does in different ways. Like I, you know, but it's definitely, has, you know, when I first started this job a million years ago, back in like 2005, um, or pre, pre, a little bit pre that, uh, they used to develop all their x-rays, um, by hand. Oh,
2: whoa. So
1: I thought that was really cool. Cause it was like the exact same steps. You just shove the, the films into the processor and it's like, has its developer and fixer and the room smelt like fixer and I would like love that. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have loved that, but I did, I didn't mind going and processing all the x-rays, you know, cause it, yeah, it was like, Oh, I know what this is, you know? And I totally understood like right away how to do it or like, you know, hopefully not mess it up. Cause you don't want to repeat the x-ray, but um I thought that was like the only crossover I think I ever had, but we went to digital not long after I started there. So it, uh, that's yeah, totally separate. But yeah, I've been a vet tech for since 2005, basically early like in the field since
0: then. Brian says meow, yeah. and JP says that <laughs> they just saw, shot some X-ray film on 8 x 10 not too long ago.
1: Oh, cool! That's right. You still have <laughs> still have it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's what, super weird. Howard, go ahead.
0: No, sorry. What were you gonna say?
1: Oh, I was just going to say, it was like super weird how that was just, that was like part how we got our x-rays, you know what I mean? Like by developing it on these films and I don't know, it was a same, similar process, but now it's digital, which is cool <laughs> For, for that, for that purpose of using medicine, for sure. Like much faster <laughs>
0: process. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. A little, yeah. a little less intense. Um, yeah. What's, what's been <laughs> one of the most interesting things that's ever happened to you at work?
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's been lots of different things. I'm trying to think. <laughs> this one's really dorky, but it's the first thing it popped into my mind. It's like when famous people come in. I feel like that doesn't have anything to do with work, except that these people have pets, and they've come to my workplace. But um, I have helped a few I guess famous you know quote, unquote, I, to me very famous people which I thought was interesting um that but I guess I don't know it's not the most best story um I don't know uh it's different I used to work in um uh, emergency and referral practice so there was a lot of really like super intense things that used to work that happened to me at work there uh for good and bad um just because of the the nature of the environment um so I would say like it was really nice to like it was really cool when you get those patients through whatever super challenging disease process or injury or whatever it was and like that was really awesome and then the place I'm at now it's really nice to even though this is like an everyday thing it's really nice to see like really young healthy just like I don't I normally used to say I never get to play puppies and kittens, but now I actually do get to, like, see them and handle them and stuff and, like, watch them grow up and get bigger and, um, yeah. I don't think HIPAA applies to pets, but I probably can't say anything about, like, specific pets. But we did – I did help a not that long ago that um, was a pretty severe case, and I actually – they were just, like, a little puppy then, and I got to see them – like um recently come back as like you know they're like eight months old now and I was like oh my god you know like yay we got you through that you know crises and it, it was nice to see them so like that that type of stuff is really exciting but yeah I can't think of any like super crazy instance that's like sticking out of my mind
0: that's kind of <laughs> feel nice for, the, for that kind of stuff um when you were at emergency yeah. how often did people bring their pets in after eating uh, forbidden gummies
1: forbidden gummies um i don't know about specifically gummies but definitely if anyone made like there's pet, pets will find your sash that's all i gotta say <laughs> and if they won't or they'll find your friend or they'll find whatever is on the ground so ingestion of of various substances would happen pretty pretty frequently um yeah i've seen interesting dif- different drugs and it's I mean, so it's kind of sad because, you know, like they don't understand what's going on and you just kind of help them sort of ride that out. Um And then others, you just sort of support them as they need to sort of sleep and uh, <laughs> be just, uh you know, kept warm and cozy and, you know, clean and dry and just kind of get them through that. But it does happen every once in a while. Um, I would say not due to neglectful owners by any means. It's just they are very good at seeking out, you know... <laughs> any sort of from or you know especially off the street it's like so quick it can happen you're just like what is going on with my pet all of a sudden yeah you have those befuddled like owners that are just sort of confused and scared and then you know I think sometimes it's a relief for them they're like oh we think your pet ate weed and they're like oh you know thank (laughs) god it's not
0: (laughs) thank god it's not something (laughs) more serious
1: yeah exactly Uh, but still I think that always leaves them perplexed like where do they get it but
0: Yeah, (laughs) to say. So my my ex-wife went through something like that with with our Shih Tzus. Um, So when we split up, she Mm -hmm. kept them. And it's boy and girl, they were from the same same litter. Um, But the girl, Mm -hmm. she was super acrobatic. Like she was maybe like 11 pounds and like she could do all sorts of crazy shit. Like the breeder was always pissed that she sold her because she didn't think she'd be a show dog. And the dog that she kept ended up being a dud. And every time we brought yep. in our dog for a groom, she was like, this was the one. It's like, you can't have her back. Like, it's our dog now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. But she put them on a raw food diet a few years back because uh, okay. <laughs> my boy dog, um, he got cancer. And we had to change some things around to sort of help him out. And you know, he passed this Aww. year. But um, he got, we got another, like, okay. three and a half years out of him. But it was, like, super mm-hmm. weird when she put them on the raw diet he was like trimming down and she was turning mm-hmm. into a little fucking sausage roll and she couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. Like why she was gaining so much weight. And then she caught her one day. The, the cat, like they mm-hmm. had these cats and uh, the cat food was like up on this like table and oh. she forgot <laughs> something and came back. And then she was like walking back. She saw my dog may doing this acrobatic shit where she had to like jump across the couch onto like this counter thing. And then like walk across the counter onto this like ledge and then jump over to the cat stand. And then from the cat stand, jump over to the thing where the cat food was and then was just fucking going to town on the cat food. And, she was also confused because she's like, the cats are eating like three times the amount of food that they usually eat. And she's like, yeah, this is really weird for them. And she finally figured it out. This little fucker was just like going nuts on the cat food. And she thinks it gave her like a corn addiction or something. Because like when she took the cat food away from her, then she started like tearing into like corn tortillas and shit. If she found them like around the house. and like so yeah. She had a little addict, yeah, but
1: they, yeah, It's a carb.
0: <laughs> Needs the carbs. Hey, Dave. Um, but Brian had a question for you here. Right. Um, he wanted to know about the cyanotype on fabric.
1: Oh, right. Um, so <laughs> what he's talking about is um, I've actually, to, to, to clarify, I've never done cyanotype ever in my life, um, <laughs> which I do find kind of funny because I'm part of a group. Uh, like a Saturday type group here on Instagram with some other like fellow Bay Area buddies. Uh, and they're amazing and impressive. But um, I got on the group because I worked with this uh, UV reactive dyes. Um, I'd say, I don't know, six or seven, seven years ago. What, whatever my normal time frame says, plus two. So maybe seven to nine years ago because of, you know, losing my two, you know, all the two years of COVID. But um, started doing working with that. And so I worked with Lumi Inco dye. And then now I just use a uh, solar Fast. but, um, I use, I contact print with different dyes onto fabric and
0: clothes. Drysdale As says cyanotype gang in the house.
1: Yeah. He's, a, <laughs> he's, in it here. he's that's amazing. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? So it's like very similar cause it's contact printing and then you have to like rinse it and all that stuff. But, um, it's like different, lots of different color dyes that you can use. So that was like a fun alternative that I liked. Um,
0: do you have to into. do that?
1: Like uh, exper- oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Oh, no, I just like experimenting with like different photographic processes. Like I like Polaroid transfers and lifts. Like I like just doing different things with that element, um, of the element of photography. Yeah.
0: So for, for those like different dyes Do you have to do that in a dark room Or where, where can you um, Do that
1: No I just do it in my house On my floor basically <laughs> I have like a whole like Cardboard thing spread out So I, um, so the process Is you uh, I'll like, just say I use it on a t-shirt So I'll like paint on the dye It's, like a, it's kind of a Fussy thing we have to adjust It's so kind of damp Um, can't be like soaking wet, can't be dry because I did try different, uh, well, it doesn't matter. I tried various different ways of doing this, um, to make it a faster process, but Mm -hmm. it's okay. Um, so you paint it on, I just stick cardboard underneath so it doesn't, the dye doesn't soak through and then I put the, you know, the negative in a piece of glass and then I just set it out in the sun. So I just can, you can do it in your house. Like if my, uh, shades are drawn. I'll just do that, and then um, I started just doing it where I just sat it sort of, like, precariously in my window (laughs) Um, to expose it, Uh, because in my old uh, apartment, I used to just walk it downstairs up to the front, but it was always kind of weird just, like, sitting out there with (laughs) people, you know, with, like, this cardboard and, like, a shirt and, like, glass and the negative, and people are sort of, like, what are you doing, or, you know, I don't know, so it's kind of nice. I can do it just in my house and not have to, like, hall up and down the stairs but um it, it turns out really good i mean same thing you want to have good quality um uh negative oh brian rocks my fanny pack that i made <laughs> um good quality negative so it's like it's super cool and then it's nice to see different color combos because they make like almost every color like in the rainbow
0: dave, dave was wondering um so he could contact print a four by five neg to a shirt
1: I never tried it specifically with, like, actual, for like, negatives. I did, um, all enlargement. Sorry, there's a fire somewhere. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I have never tried it with an actual, with anything that had a lot of detail. Um, originally I was making, I think, I want to call them list negatives, where you'd go and make, like, that larger, super contrasty negatives in the dark room. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um Negative onto this. I don't know what it is. It almost looks like um, what you put on a um, projector, uh, like really clear piece of paper, not not paper, but it's just a really. Clear, I don't know. List with paper. I'm sure I could dig it out from underneath my bed, but no one wants to wait for that. Um, <laughs> and then you make a contact print of that, so you had a positive and a negative, and then I okay. use the negative for. So it's something really contrasty, but. Um, I want to say I think some people have tried doing it with, like, larger print uh, formats. It's just that the dye seems to be really sensitive, so, um, and depending on how you apply it, like, you might lose detail, like, if you don't have, like, an even coating. Mm. Does that make sense? Um, That's why I think it probably works better, like, type works better on paper with, like, really nice negatives. I'm not sure the detail comes out the same in fabric. How's that? answered your question
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's really cool uh, yeah so what but, uh, what I, led yeah. you into that what led you into discovering that
1: uh i literally walked into glass key photo and <laughs> i saw the die and i said to matt like what you can like do this on fabric and he was like yeah <laughs> and i want to say i think he said i was one of the only people that like got really really excited about it and like kept you know, coming back in to buy the dyes and stuff. And he was even, um, him and Gordon were rad and they let me have like a little workshop on it. Um, I do that because I I don't really know how to teach these things. So it was okay. It was good. I definitely, a handful of people came out. So I feel it was very successful in that nature. Um, and, uh, yeah, I even like tried to go over the process with people, but it's kind of a fussy medium. So I think I'd probably do a better job at explaining it now. Um, in person uh, you know with examples and everything but um yeah i just literally saw it in there and got like super excited to try it
0: yeah that's really i cool. was looking
1: for a onto um onto fabric and uh yeah so
0: yeah those samples that you sent looked really cool on the jackets
1: oh yeah yeah that was like my latest like i feel like i have like I, like, reached my peak, you know, of, like, what I could do because I got really excited about being able to bleach out on black because that was the only, I guess, the downside because it's not, like, screen printing where it sits on top. So you have to use lighter fabric choices, and that's, like, not everyone's jam. Everyone is always like, oh, can you put it on a black T-shirt? And I'm like, well, no, because you won't be able to see it anymore. <laughs> um, so then I was like, well, how, okay, how can I do this and definitely make it, like, my own? And I would definitely like to kind of, like, acid wash bleaky punky you know darker alternative type of looking clothing so i bleached out the backs of different um denims and it actually that looked pretty cool and then just had like a you know a cream colored background to work with and that worked out good yeah so those are the two that i i sent over because i'm like probably the most proud of those ones
0: <laughs> and as you should be they look really awesome
1: well oh, thank you thank you
0: yeah. you're most welcome so you started out with traditional photography in, in high school, how did you get mm-hmm. into the Polaroid madness?
1: Holy minute. Um, well, I had a Polaroid camera since I was also probably a teenager uh, for sure. Like 100%. I think my mom, either I or my mom gave me one um i've inherited lots of people's cameras i think with just the people like knowing that i like them so like my stepdad gave me one as well probably in my late teens early 20s um but i feel like when polaroid film was accessible even if it was slightly expensive like i remember once my birthday i think my mom gave me like a multi-pack or something that she bought at costco you know, like, and I think she was slightly disappointed in how fast I went through it. Because <laughs> um, I went through like, really fast. Um, just, like, you know, screwing around and, like, taking ridiculous selfies and, like, whatever, you know, 20-year-olds do. But, um, yeah, I just have always loved Polaroid, right? Because, like, immediate, it's right there, it's in your hand. Um, and that was just super fun. So I'd say if I didn't have... I didn't really use a film camera for a good few years in my early 20s just because my original one had broke and I hadn't quite inherited the other ones yet. So I want to say I used Polaroids, and then they were trying to get cute with the little, like, maybe a zone, I yeah, zone? Yeah, the, the eye zone. I yeah. Yeah. One of my friends had that, so I was, like, super excited and into that. And so, I don't know. It just kind of went on from there. And then I kept them all, and then as we've seen... It come back around that was pretty it's pretty cool to be able to shoot it on like all kinds of formats now you know um, you know what I mean? all different types of cameras like you know I, I got a Polaroid back for like my huge medium for like 6x7 camera I'm like I'm super excited about that you know because I can still use it in different ways oh did um, you
0: get one of the graph lock backs
1: no I got it from um I don't want to misrepresent his name, so let me let me grab it really quick. I got it from. Um... Sorry. That's all right. Oh, oh lo- lo- lofi.
0: Okay. Lo-fi
1: DIY. Yeah, this guy. Oh,
0: that's okay. cool. From...
1: But yeah, I saw it on in an instant. Um, um, Ben's Instagram. That, that gentleman, um, and I was like, well, that's amazing, because I've seen a lot for the RZ67s that people have been making, but I have an RB, and then, um, and I want to say JP has one, I think. Might be Miss...
0: I mean, JP has, like, everything.
1: He has everything, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, he uses it all really well. I feel like he takes, like, some of the best photos uh, of, like, at the photo walks of people, and I'm always, like, so, just, like... Just
2: like what? When he just
0: like
1: hands them to you and gives them away. He's I'm always, like, he's... Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to have that. Um but yeah. So yeah, I got that one and uh I, I love it.
0: So Did, have you have Skinny you gotten to... have you gotten one of these cute guys yet?
1: Is that the like the little baby one where it's like this
0: big? Yeah, it's like it's yeah, like so... I'm baby.
1: <laughs> yeah. It has a, it has a um, little
0: face. Look at it.
1: It's pretty cute. Yeah. yeah. I mean, their thing is like point now. Like, they know how to get the consumer in there. I, I think they got me. Um, I don't have one of those, but I did see Brian uh, had one of those on one of the walks not that long ago. And it, it was cute and tiny. And yeah, looks like a lot of fun.
0: It, it is a lot of fun. Like, it's a very tiny photo, so you don't really get a lot of detail out of it. But it's a cool one to have like when you're doing photo walks or something like that, just to like give people something.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I would say the photo walks over the last like nine years or so have definitely what's like kept the Polaroid thing going. I think that was also one of the coolest things I found I found here in the city. That that was going on.
0: Yeah, you guys have yeah. a great community there. Like, I, I was surprised to uh, to see it when um, I came out for uh, Policon One, uh, Bay Area One, <laughs> you know, right before mm-hmm. uh, right before the lockdown.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the craziest weekend. I feel like that was a really amazing weekend where everyone was like, Yay! Oh. <laughs> "Yeah, oh, <I was laughs> yeah!" Like, like what happened? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On yeah. yeah. the pause, and then we like, sat with it for a while, but, yeah, so that was cool, I feel like that was super fun just to, like, meet you and a, a bunch of other people that just came from, like, all over, like, it was crazy, um, same thing with this most recent one, I know you weren't able to, to come I to know. it, but I met other people from Canada and, like, all over the place, and I was just like, are you kidding me, like, that's insane, and, uh, you know, the big group of people that came from New York, like, that was really insane, and... Yeah, I was like, "Wow, um, super impressed."
0: Yeah, that that was my first fun. like real FOMO of the whole pandemic. Like, you know, I <laughs> I hadn't missed anything else, but like that one, that one sucked. And the like the only reason I didn't go was um, there was still a testing requirement to come back into Canada right. at that point, and they removed yeah. it the weekend after. So it's just like
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I think mean, Canada was, was tough. My dad lives uh, up in Canada. Um, my dad, dad, my da- my stepdad and mom lives up north. But my dad, dad lives in Canada. And so it was crazy. I only just saw him in June. Oh, and wow. the last time I'd seen him was when he was visiting me during that Con weekend. He happened to be in SF. So, yeah, I didn't see him, you know, for almost that two and a half years. It was crazy. Yeah.
0: And Ethan Flamingo <laughs> says that uh, they got to meet you and they were blessed.
1: Oh, thank you! It was awesome to meet you there too. Yeah, super fun. I met so many cool people through um, Polarcon and then just the photo walks. It's like new, more and more new people come, like each time it seems, and just like different, different people, and they hear about it from different, you know, parties, and so it's cool.
0: Yeah, and, and it looks like yeah. uh, Polaroid J has been getting some good traction there with the uh, the San Jose ones.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what it, it seems like. Yeah which is super exciting. I like that's rad, but like more popping up. I know there's one in the Efe as well. Like I'm just in terrible at remembering. I just feel so bad that I never freaking remember that there, particularly <laughs> like the weekend right after ours. But I think that one does well as well. Like for sure.
0: I, I think Jay's like missing that. out on some good branding for like his photo walks though, because he should have like Polaroids and pizzas. So it's like, eco go out. Yeah. His, yeah, his pizza stories used to it's, fucking kill me.
1: His what? His, his pizza Yeah,
0: his stories of his pizzas, like, his pizza adventures look friggin' amazing.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, it was rad. Yeah. Uh, I love pizza as well, so I'd always be like, dude, I don't understand how you make that at home. Like, <laughs> what? Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's the,
0: the passion that he has for Polaroids is only second to that of pizza.
1: <laughs> exactly. I feel like that's me and cat.
0: <laughs> How many cats do you have?
1: Oh, j- just one. But I love cats. Just one at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I have had cats since I was five. Uh, my fir- my birthday gift when I was five was two cats, uh, a boy and a girl. So I have not been without cats since then, which is kind of crazy to think about.
0: <laughs> that's fair. They're good company.
1: They are. They're an amazing company. They're the best. I don't know where my senior dude went, but I'm surprised he's not yelling at me right now. He generally likes to be involved <laughs> in conversations. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I was never really a cat person until uh, we adopted a feral cat a long time ago, and uh, at first I was not a fan of him because he was kind of a dick because he was like he was a feral kitten. Yeah. <laughs> and my ex-wife was like oh we gotta let him know that he's like part of the pack part of the family and so for like the first month yeah. he lived with us in the apartment she would lock him in our bedroom with us and the dogs every night and he's a oh. fucking feral cat so he's like nocturnal so it's like we didn't sleep yeah, for like a I, month because like he's up all fucking night smacking us in the face knocking shit over attacking the dogs like doing night moves and yeah yeah He was such an asshole. I was like,
1: maybe maybe no sleep was happening there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I probably would have done the opposite and locked him in the bathroom overnight just so he could, like, have his chill-out time.
0: (laughs) That probably would have been a good idea. We moved into, like, a house where he had, like, a yard, and she was like, okay, we have to wait, like, I think it was, like, two or three weeks before he could go outside. She's like, he needs to know this is, like, his house before we let him outside. And then he, like, escaped on the second day. And she was absolutely yeah. distraught about it. And I was like, oh, no, the cat's gone. I hope he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I, cats
1: are cool. I feel like people have to, I mean, not they're not all the same by any means. I know that some are more challenging to interact with than others. But if you meet, like, those certain cats that, like, one of my old cats, like, definitely made people like cats. Like, and I think it's because he was sort of more like a dog. Mm. And so I feel like people that find more with dogs, if they, like, meet kind of like a dog cat, like, then they're just like, whoa, you guys can be super cool. Because, like, he did all the things, and this his brother, who I still have, they still do, uh, he lets you touch his belly, you Aww. can pick him up, like, he would, like, have a conversation with you, like, it's, like, much more interactive than just, like, the quiet, pretty you know, fluffy things sitting on the chair in the sun. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot more interaction. So I think that made people excited. I, I get a kick but out I of feel those like cats
0: that, like, pant like dogs. Those are hilarious.
1: Oh. I'm not sure I've really seen that. I was going to say, but <laughs> my, like, work brain was, like, cats shouldn't be panting. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what context that's happening, but uh, I mean, I can every once in a while. But it's not their normal <laughs> by
0: any means. Yeah. No, yeah. like so. His name was Al Jefe because he was the boss, and um, nice. Jefe He came back after a week, and he was just like fucking filthy and like matted in blood. It wasn't his. Oh. Like he just like went yeah. on oh. a fucking murder spree for like a week, and then was like the chillest cat ever. He was like so cool yeah. and like wicked awesome. <laughs> he just needed to go murderize a bunch of shit, and then he was like, "Fine." And then he would just do that every once in a while. He just like fuck off for like a week, and then come back and just like you know be super chill. And I liked That's him a lot. He was fun. a cool cat. Um, she adopted one of his uh, brothers from a different father a couple years later after we split up, and he was also a <laughs> big ginger kitty and hefe taught Mm -hmm. buster who i don't like buster's kind of an idiot but he taught buster how to like fight and be like an enforcer and we used to call him the the ginger kitty mafia because like when she moved back into our house after i left um the two of them fucked off for like a week and all she heard was cat fights every night the whole time they were gone and it was just like hefe was like taking him around being like all right bro we gotta like show the neighborhood that like the ginger kitty mafia runs this shit and uh, oh my
1: God.
0: He was a cool cat. So I kind of miss him, but uh, Where is it? Instant Flamingo says that he has a cat that hates the SX70. not a joke, gets so upset when he, she sees one, and especially with the shutter noise.
1: <laughs> oh no, I feel like well, yeah, they can be sensitive about that
0: sort of thing. I, I wonder yeah. what it is about the camera that it hates.
1: Uh, I mean, certain pets, it, you know, I don't know, animals, people, whoever, they don't like cameras being pointed them. <laughs> they don't like a, you know, it seems like they just don't like that sort of like, you know, focus or I don't know if it makes them feel threatened. No.
2: That's yeah.
1: fair. Yeah. That was my first thought to it. But that's interesting that it's not, just not even into looking at it. Just like, doesn't want to see it.
0: Well, in, I mean, like, the SX-70 does have a pretty aggressive sound to it when you fire one with, like, you know, the mirror mm. flap and, like, the motors running and stuff. So I can see that being mm-hmm. upsetting to an animal.
1: Yeah. I've never had the pleasure of owning one. I have a 680, but not a... I've never had an SX-70.
0: Well, I mean, it's, but like, pretty- same difference pretty much. No, I-
1: um, That's how I figured it and I like that I like the one I have has like the sonar so I like that uh wearing glasses I sort of hate focusing <laughs> um <laughs> a lot of times <laughs> uh, especially if I don't want to I don't wear contact so then I just like don't wear my glasses half the time so yeah I like the sonar or anything like that that like helps me make sure I'm focusing on the right the right thing
0: yeah well in, in this like this 680 is a fun party camera too because of the sonar you could like roll into mm-hmm. a party that's like dimly lit and take the most amazing in focus, bright exposed photos ever.
1: <laughs> right. You right. may you yeah, may I burn some
0: retinas like- out though.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely not a joke. Uh, I would say even more so, uh or not not even more but even more is not as a big shot. Did you ever shoot with one of those?
0: So I have yeah. a big shot. I've never been able to get it to work right because I, I can't find flash bulbs and then I like bought a thing to try and hook it up to like an external flash and then I just I gave up on that but uh theory of O'Brien has shot me with his, and that thing was vicious like it was just so, yeah. it was so mean just,
1: I definitely anyone that comes to my house, I still have some some pack on for it, so anyone that comes to my house, I like shoot them with it. <laughs> But unfortunately, sometimes it's, like, me shooting a couple times because, yeah, the bulbs are, like, finicky and sometimes the thing isn't, like, firing the bulb. And I've had, like, I think two now because, yeah, the last one I had, like, broke. And anyway, but, um, yeah, I definitely, yeah, you burn, you burn uh, some retinas. Some, (laughs) like, people are just, like, whoa, like, because it's it's insane. I don't know why they ever (laughs) did that. In general, like why they had to make it so aggressive, but I mean, beautiful, the images you get, but holy crap.
0: I I feel like whoever invented that at Polaroid might have been a sadist.
1: Yeah. Just, you know, getting that, oh, someone said the big shot slaps you in the face with light. That, yes, exactly.
0: Just one second. (laughs) I, I will be back in one minute, just a moment.
1: Okay. Hi, everyone. Hi, all the Bay Area peeps and non-Bay Area peeps. Anyone have any questions? More questions? Brian, I also love that Oscar kept harding everything. Thank you, Oscar.
0: Is that a request to keep talking about, Kat? Oh, hi. Sorry about that. That's well, okay. I, I've been messing around with um, video because I'm trying to do some, like, mm-hmm. YouTube shit, and uh, I have, like, this Fuji uh, X-T2, which is great at doing, like, 4K video, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have stabilization, so... If I try and like walk around with it, I made some mm-hmm. video that almost made me throw up because it was like so jerky. So, so <laughs> Yeah. So I was just like picking up a, a lens that's got stabilization in it. So hopefully that'll make oh, nice. my video suck a little less.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> with any luck.
1: Well, just, that's nauseating. Hey, Melissa, need for some, yeah.
0: A little bit. Grammarine. Oh. My brother's in here with my my niece. Hey, Coco, what's up?
1: uh, cool.
0: And then, okay, did did you get any of these questions here?
1: Um, I asked if anyone had any questions, and I I'm trying to figure out if the last one says keep the cat talk keys keys keep cat talk. I wasn't sure if that was a request for more cat talk or.
0: <laughs> um. So. Uh, Someone said, question, how do I get my cat to stop attacking my film-changing bag?
1: Oh, I didn't see that at all. I would say maybe put them in another room when you're doing that.
0: Yeah, because I feel like that's just, like, torture for them to just, like, see, like, a thing going like that. They're just like, I want to kill it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I want to play. It's like tying your shoelaces in front of them, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like, mice literally still grabs them. He's like 16. He's wild. I mean, I think they're just like have that play energy forever. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe distract them with treats <laughs> or do it where they can't grab you <laughs> and try and get you <laughs> while it.
0: Instant Flamingo wants to know what is your favorite film? What's my favorite
1: film? SP4. Um, really? Go for it, SP4. Ah, okay. Yeah.
0: What about favorite color for
1: Yeah. Ooh, okay. So EVS, Tectachrome EVS
0: 100. Okay. getting old school there.
1: Yeah, okay. So, but that's because I was into it a lot when I went through my, like, super cross-processing uh, phase. Um when I started getting into like Lomography cameras and that's actually how I started even with like medium format. Uh, like I still have a Holga and Diana and all these different, you know, different Lomo cameras. Um, so I would do all the cross processing with slide film. So that's probably my favorite and I'm super sad that that is no longer available. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like that. (laughs) I'm on the train. I like that Kodak Gold two hundred <laughs> that's actually really nice I think too but I like I like slide films. I've been um still using expired slide film and then and just doing it normal E6 and like the okay. colors are just insane.
0: Yeah. It's crazy.
1: But black and white, yeah F P four or H P five, but probably F P four if I have enough light.
0: I do like H P five. Yeah. It's a nice one. I I'm a real sucker for Eastman double X.
1: Oh, I don't think I've ever used that.
0: Ooh, it's, it's nice. So it's like if T-Max and Tri-X had a baby. Okay. Cause it's, it's got like the really nice. Yeah. So it's, well, so it's got the like really nice contrast that T-Max has, but then the fine grain of Tri-X.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. I say I do really like I like T Max as well.
0: Uh, yeah, the T Max thirty two hundred is like one of my favorite films because it's just so gritty. Like it, it's got like a really nice grit. Like it's almost gravelly sometimes with some of the shots you get with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I haven't shot with anything that fast in a long time, but I used to. That's. Right. I feel like Ilford makes one too,
0: right? Yeah, Ilford makes a or- thirty two hundred, um, but i don't know I, I i don't like it as much as, as the kodak like i i mm-hmm. think i prefer hp5 to like some of the kodak black and whites but the um the 30, the p3200 just like kind of slaps differently mm-hmm. like it's it's a it's a cool mm-hmm. one. um cool. and then casey wants to know what are you most excited to create next
1: I don't know. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm just trying to get my sea legs back with getting back in the dark room. So I'd say probably just trying to uh, maybe get, ba- get better or get back to printing really big. Mm. Like I want to do like by 24 and like actually have like a really dope print from that. So I feel like that's probably my next. Uh, it's just dark and stuff. I mean, it's stuff I've done, but it's, I don't think I have any like big projects, but, um, you know, just maybe going bigger with printing and feeling more confident with it.
0: That's pretty cool. Is, is there, um, any other, like any projects you've done that really stand out in your mind that you've been stoked about that, um, you want to like to your horn about a little bit?
1: Oh, um, Well, I did something that pushed myself out of my comfort zone, which was shooting some engagement photos for, um, some old coworkers, uh, slash friends. Um, and that, that I've only done one other time and I apologize to Stephanie and Matthew, the first couple I shot. Um, (laughs) um, I don't think those. (laughs) <laughs> images ever made it onto I was like oh my god I, I just didn't know what I was doing and not to say that I have any capacity at, at good at professional photography in that sense um, but this time I felt a lot better about it and I was actually like happy with maybe about 15 images out of like 5 different roles you know, or like total so maybe roughly 75 images so I feel like <laughs> you know yes that's 60 that sucked but <laughs> it's still like way better than all of them being terrible and I just appreciated um the opportunity to do it um right like something they they one of the uh, couple had just hit me up because they really like my style from different portraits I've done of like with friends um it's always like people I know I never really shot strangers before like as a portrait session so um, that probably lends itself to the comfort level and, like, the element that is in a lot of the portraits I have um, on my website or that I've shown. Um, but they liked what I what I did, and they also felt that it wasn't going to be, like, cookie-cutter. So uh, they asked me to do it, and I was like, okay. And it was fun. It was an interesting experience for me. Um, I'm not sure that I'll do it again <laughs> 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 too often. Uh, yeah, you know, just because I don't want to promote myself as like <laughs> being really good at that or being able to produce that repeatedly. But, you know, just cause it's just not my, I think my forte It's very stressful, but, uh, it was fun. Yeah. So that was my most recently exciting thing I've done.
0: Well, I, I think yeah. you deserve a round of applause for that. <laughs> yeah. That was
1: pretty. Yeah. It's- and then, uh, yeah. Not, not much else. I think I just need to plod through the ridiculous amount of film I have still to yet developed <laughs> sitting in my fridge. That's probably my next adventure.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty good about, like, getting roles developed I'm because I'm usually impatient to see, like, what's on them. But there was these mm-hmm. two roles of foam-a-pan reversal that I kept saying I mm-hmm. would send to DR5 to get done, and I didn't. Like, I've been sitting on them for, like, fuck, like, over three, like, maybe, like, almost four years. um, And then I was just like, whatever, fuck it. I brought it to my local lab, and they're like, oh, we can't do this in, like, slide. I'm like, I don't care. Just, like, fucking process it and whatever. You can fucking process it and just, like, I don't even know what's on the rolls anymore. So... Um, mm-hmm. that was also part of why I didn't want to like spend, and I'm glad I didn't like put the effort and money to get it done by DR5 because these roles wouldn't have been worthy of, of his effort. Oh. Um, but have you ever been triggered by photos before?
1: Oh, sure. I mean, well, how about you tell me what, how you triggered <laughs> it and
0: I'll see if, <laughs> if I might um, <laughs> Well, it's just the, the, these were from like a different time. That was like it was happy at the at the time and then it ended like catastrophically and it's like something I've really tried to like sort of push out of my mind. because um, mm-hmm. I just um I've processed it enough to be like okay with it, but I don't really like want to go like all the way through and like you know, just like distill right. it down. And uh yeah. yeah. I totally forgot what was on these and it was like all of that and I was just like Ooh. <laughs> Cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, people that are no longer with us show up on, you know, roles of film. Um, Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Different parts of your life where you're like, I don't think I even remember who I was at that time when this picture was taken. You're just sort of like, whoa, the amount of change and growth and whatnot that's happened. Yeah. But part of me, even though you can, you can get caught off guard because you don't know it's on there. Part of me is always sort of like appreciative of the fact that you did document that moment.
2: Mm. Maybe
1: if it's something really awful, no, but, um, <laughs> but you know, just, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I think my, well, my cat, um, that passed away a few years ago I literally just got some rolls of film back and he was on it and I wasn't expecting to see it but it's just one of those even as simple as that where you're like oh hey guy! like hey dude how's it going you know like it's a familiar face or like a grandparent or you know something like like a friend that is no longer with you you know it's like kind of cool that you like Maybe you feel the memory of it and then maybe you're like, Holy crap, I totally took a picture of this and that's cool to have it or you didn't remember you took the picture and now you do have like a different memory that you can reflect on, you know? Yeah. So it is sometimes yes, it is a little <laughs> jarring. You're like, Oh, Oh, this role <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You know, like alrighty. I, yeah, I saw a pictures
0: we'll at- and then I was like, Okay, I I know what is on this role now and I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I do appreciate uh, I do sort of appreciate that element, you know, to help you reflect, if for nothing else, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I think maybe it's a, way, Oh, sorry, what was that
1: then? Oh, if, it, if for reflection purposes, like maybe where you are now versus then, especially if it was something sort of not the happiest moments, like you know, you didn't stay in that place forever, you know, you you're in a different spot now.
0: Yeah, and it's not that they weren't like unhappy moments it's just like you know the the circumstances around it kind of thing and Mm. you know it's um it's something that i never really had to face much before until like after my separation when i started kind of like venturing out on my own and like you know living life Mm. again and failing and learning (laughs) and and all this stuff um and i've ended up I, i have this like little gray cardboard ikea box that is like, mm-hmm. um, like a holding ground kind of thing is like all the stuff that mm-hmm. I want to destroy that I, I feel like I don't want to ever look at right now goes in the box because mm-hmm. I'm like, someday I'll probably want to be able to see those and appreciate that I have those and be glad that I didn't light them all on fire. Cause like right now I want to like, just, you know, light that box on yeah. fire. Um, yeah. and i have never what's that
1: we have a keep i said i've done both i've set some things on fire and i've also you know yeah i have a whole huge tupperware bin of photos from like childhood through late 20s early 30s or there's you know every yeah every type of memory in there especially exes you mm. know things like that which interesting where you're like I just kind of compile it and this is that baggy for them. And that's in there. And that was <laughs> my part of my, no, not in a bad way yeah. by, by any means with all of them or anything, but it's just like, okay, <laughs> like this is my, this is this sort of like experience with that person. And yeah, yeah. I do that mainly. So don't accidentally keep going through and finding random photos of people. You're like not interested in sort of showing around. So I felt better to like kind of put them all together and like, they have
0: their own little you know yeah i've had to do that on my phone too because i've got like an iphone and um one of the latest updates um does that like recommended photos or whatever it's like for you photos where it's like it goes through your uh, like albums and shit and like and i've been notorious at like deleting photos off of my phone for like the last like eight years i just keep buying a bigger phone like i started with like a 32 gig phone and now i have like a fucking 512 gig phone because i'm just like why delete things when i can just buy a bigger phone on the next refresh and then when this thing started doing that i was like this is why i need to delete shit because i don't want it showing me all of these things yeah yeah
1: uh, side note: That is exactly how I put together, or I didn't put it together. My phone did it. That video of the polton <laughs> from that I put on Instagram not that long ago. My phone was like, "This day, this memory," and I was like, "Oh, cool! It's like a total little like synapsis or whatever um, of a glimpse of soda of Pol- the first Policon Bay Area here." And I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna keep that cheesy song you put with it." <laughs> I thought it was amazing.
0: It is. Like I, I posted a couple from Policon three and Policon four down in Texas. And it was like the same thing. My phone was like, Hey, I think you'd like these memories. And I'm like, you know what phone I do. Good job.
1: I did. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just buy uh, unlimited space on the cloud for my mm. photos. Cause I don't, um, I don't delete any of them. Uh, and it's sort of ridiculous how many I have on my phone yeah and plus it's like shared on my computer so then all everything I like scan ends up on you know ends up in like the same area so it's kind of crazy kind of nice because I can access those photos but it's kind of also just like insane that I have them on my phone where I don't really need them all there but I don't have the capacity to go through and delete
0: <laughs> it's a <laughs> like lot of work edit.
1: yeah it's a lot of work yeah yeah
0: like, it, it's, yeah, like it's like with my Instagram I have like over 7000 photos on my Instagram feed and wow it's just cuz i don't i don't, don't want to go through and clean it it's yeah yeah let's see that's how many it. let's see how many you have i'm curious oh my god are <laughs> uh, you got, you got almost 4000 posts you're at uh, a solid 3756 posts that's respectable okay
1: posted too many posts in a while I got really into stories but then yeah and then I like posts
0: too I don't know I I do all of my shit posting in stories because like my post feed is like for photography stuff now and I don't really put like personal stuff in there Um, so Mm -hmm. I just do all of my shit posting and personal stuff in the stories now or on my like personal Instagram which I do not attend to as often as I probably should
1: I've thought about separating the accounts but because I'm I'm private so I just I to some degree know almost everyone or have met them or something you know what I mean for who is following me or have a like a vague idea <laughs> of, of what it is uh so I thought about separating the photography element from a person the private but I don't know that I have the bandwidth to um keep them both going so for now we're keeping it together
0: well you know what you're really missing out on by having a private account what all of the amazing bitcoin people that are offering you thousands of dollars if you just give them all of your personal information
1: <laughs> Good. The only my experience with plane is during speed dating once the gentleman explained to me what it was and that is the only reference I have to Bitcoin. I, it was a two-minute <laughs> conversation. Really uh, speed dating, but um, yeah.
0: I, I think yeah, that you probably got the most succinct explanation <laughs> of Bitcoin ever from that man in speed dating.
1: <laughs> right. But it's me. So I just sort of was like in one ear out the other because it was like so not, like my brain was just like, what? You know, like I just like can't even, you know, I like tangible stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like, but it's like free money. Up, fake money. <laughs> I, I just think fake. I think that's what it is in my mind. <laughs> but
0: yeah. So how do you feel about NFTs then?
1: I don't think I know what that is. Is that that sort of like, uh,
0: it's like Bitcoin art,
1: Bitcoin art, right? Like someone yeah. else can own, your art that you've made. yeah I know, it's I don't like really it's like
0: you mint your art as like a currency or something like that and then like people what? buy the privilege to like access that link and it's supposed to be like non-fungible but it's totally fungible like there's so many people that have like fucking proven how dumb it is um But, hey, I'm not going to get on other people's grinds. My favorite thing, though, that I've seen so far about NFTs is someone, like, you know, unquoted it, and it's like, NFT, no fucking thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And I was like, yeah, I could get behind that. I understand that one. That that makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, I think I'd probably say no thank you to that, too. I like stuff in hand, you know? I like old things. Like, I love, I got, like, a million VHS tapes still. I like, I got records. You know what I mean? Like I love old analog things. So like sort of like space art that someone else could access, like only in one capacity is like weird to me. Like just buy it.
0: Well, uh, and then now there's these like NFT galleries, which are just like literally like rooms with TVs in them where they just like show it on there. And I was just like, (laughs) I, It made me realize that I'm like, okay, I'm like officially old now because I feel like that fucking guy in his boxers in his like front yard being like, get off my damn lawn, you fucking hooligans.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like, I think eternally perplexed by anything with a computer. (laughs) So like an online gallery with like a room full of TVs is like, what? Like, I guess I would see it as like interesting art pieces. Like as an installation piece in itself, but maybe not for what was on it, you know. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, like no, that, that sounds. As concept as just like its own sort of like art piece, but not not to actually look at weird digital art, <laughs> TV in a gallery that I can't own or like you know or however it works.
0: It's the future, bro.
1: Maybe. Huh. It's the future. It's the future. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, but okay, so. <laughs> speaking of tangible things, Casey had another question for you. Uh, fuck Mary Kill Polaroid Camera Edition.
1: Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I've never been asked that. I'm like, what? Um,
0: What's up, Cromwell? No Souls to Steal here today.
1: <laughs> uh, fuck Mary Kill. So that's like who I would with the camera I would play. Yeah. With, so like which, which can
0: which Polaroid camera would you fuck and which one would you marry? And which one would you kill?
1: <laughs> oh my God. How brutal to have to want to kill one. Um,
0: well, you could just make know. it really easy and just choose spectra cause they already killed that one for you.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. So, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the photo of me that, uh, it was used for this image, the one that Brian took, um, was like the most anticlimactic fucking photo because i was trying to take one of him at the same time and i've been hoarding this spectra film for like fucking years and then we're like okay okay we're gonna take it at the same time and then like nothing happened with mine the whole thing was a dud okay kill spectra even though it's like if spectra was still a thing i would marry it like that was my favorite i don't know like it was I, so good
0: like, it was so it was good so good but then like just like you said it was so disappointing like i ended up i had like fucking 20 or so packs of like spectra that worked the batteries were dead but like the film worked but i just every Mm -hmm. fucking time i tried to use it it would just shit the bed on me and i was like you know what fuck you i want to love you because you're so great Mm -hmm. when you hit but, like, you just fuck me every single time. I'm, like, I'm all excited and I'm giddy. And I, like, but then it's just, like, you don't yeah. eject, right? Or you, like, fucking you eat the frame or, like, you you just don't work at all. And it's, like, fuck you, Spectra. Anyways, mm-hmm. sorry.
1: Uh, Let's see. I'd probably marry the 680 because I feel like it's, like, tried and true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we'll be there. Be there for you. And then I don't know about. But fuck, maybe a big shot, just because it's just like ridiculous. There's no side jokes in that situation either. It's just you know, <laughs> it's just weird. It's like a great camera for what it is, but it's not something I want to use all the time. <laughs> that That's fair.
0: Sense. Yeah, so it's like that. That I think that makes sense for for like a fuck one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no quotes on that one, please. No one like <laughs> no have any audio from that uh, i've never been asked that question before so i don't really know
0: <laughs> yeah i've never been asked that one either um i think i would also have to kill spectra yeah i would marry pack film because i just can never give it up right yeah yeah
1: um i mean i like that's for sure anything that took that and it was it was
0: yeah. great and then yeah I would fuck 8x10 Polaroid because it's just, like, sloppy and, like, expensive and extravagant and, like, uh, decadent okay. and, yeah. and Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, your answers are way better. <laughs> 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 okay, I feel like I just sort of, like, picked of what I had, but I didn't really think about, like, oh, I could, you know, I could sleep with these other ones, you know? What okay, you know? Like, well, what I have. Here,
0: here's a redo. So... You, you can take another stab no, at it. No. If you
1: want. That's it. I'm just gonna copy you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it it's mostly just because I am like super in love with eight by ten right now because I shot it for the first time the other weekend and just like phew, mind blown.
1: I have never shot it, but I've had my picture taken with it, and it's, it's fucking rad.
0: It it seems super rad. It's yeah. super rad, like. Um, I've had a processor and film for like two years, <clears throat> but I've just never had a mm-hmm. camera. Cause like the camera is so fucking expensive. And after I spent all that money on the processor, I couldn't afford a camera. Um, mm-hmm. So I rented one though, the other weekend, cause we were having open studios here at the the studio where I do the podcasting and other stuff. And uh, it was just so cool. Like um, kind of, it was a way too wieldy camera for me. Like, I just, because it, it was like a big 8x10 rail cam. And I definitely am mm-hmm. not going to buy one of those because that's way too much camera for me. Like, I'll, I'll probably get like a field 8x10 or something. But um, at the next Policon, if you could like convince Vince or Brian to let you take the helm on, on an 8x10 for a shot, you should get them to do it because it's a lot of fun. I think you'd enjoy it.
1: Yeah. I feel like. I feel like I could, yes, yeah, just to like, let me just try Like any large format um, photography is like super like intimidating, but like super interesting. Like, I don't know if I'll dip my toes into that area anytime soon, but it is like, I just, I always appreciate like really large, you know, like photographs. Like, like I said, I want to really blow up my images that I have. I like seeing that big, you know, yeah. nothing small. Like I don't, I not like looking at anything tiny especially with photography. I feel like it's impressive in painting, but with photography, I'm like, ah, oh, why couldn't you make it a little bit bigger? But, you know, um, so doing it like large format seems like something I would probably just like get really crazy down the rabbit hole with, but like, I don't really get it. So I feel like I'm like safe for now, you know, like I don't, I think it's like an extra learning curve that I'd have to get over.
0: So what you're just saying a is, um, your photography size queen.
1: No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> okay. No. no, I Just like working at large, yeah, like I used to never print anything smaller than like 16 by 20. Like I just felt like if I liked being able to get up close to it. I think that's all. So I like, yeah, the 8 by 10 Polaroids and anything that can be printed huge.
0: I I got offered a 20 by 24 camera before I left Toronto. And... i kind of regret not buying it because it was it was like a custom-made deer dwarf and it was beautiful and the price was insane but it was just Mm -hmm. so massive i literally have had have still nowhere to put (laughs) it because it was just so beastly like it would like take up room. Well it, it would take up the studio I have right now if I like brought it in here. Just like it would dominate mm-hmm. like, you know, probably a good quarter of the space just by like existing. Um but it would be cool to have a space to do something like that and do like tin types or like you know, direct positive or like something with it, like that would be really cool to play with one day.
1: That's cool. Yeah, that would be really rad. Yeah. There was um at uh Rayco photo center where i used to go print color and like i also retook a a color darkroom class um they from one named audrey and she was super rad um a long time ago but they had like an entire you could print like wall-sized images like you could bring in roll paper and you could project it and you could do these like just absolutely massive color prints and I thought that was so cool. The people that were able to do that, and like, you know, but I never, I never took the class on how to do it. And then they closed a while ago. And
0: how the hell I would I they that process something been, that big?
1: Um, if it was, if it, because the processor would have like a certain width that it, you could take. So if it was that width size, you could fit it through there. So, but you could um, print really, really big prints. I don't know. I only saw it happen a couple times, but it was crazy. <laughs> how big How big? was the, the size that came out of there? It was cool.
0: That sounds really cool.
1: Yeah. Wish I'd learned it, but oh well. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, there might be other opportunities.
1: Maybe. Maybe someone will bring Revive, build a really big colored art room somewhere in the Bay Area close by. That would be rad.
0: If they Does, could bring that back. But it, it, I know Brian. <laughs> Brian, build build a big space.
1: <laughs> Brian. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: You got a room at Underdog, right? You, you could like, he could like fit it in there maybe.
1: <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Yeah. That'd
0: be good. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, is there any like other projects you're thinking of working on in in the near future or things you're looking forward to? as you, like, spread your wings photographically again?
1: Um, mm. uh, not really. Oh, it sounds boring, hey? Uh, not,
0: <laughs> not really. Boring is best, uh,
1: though. I feel like, this person, does this woman even take photos? I don't know. Um, <laughs> nothing, nothing really. Um, I mean, I feel like this past month was, like, the most I've done in, like, years which was like wild so there was the uh group uh photo show for the members and staff and volunteers at harvey milk photo so i was in that and then Whoa. there was a pop like um that's still up by the way um you guys can go check it out you should, you should throw There's a plug these. for it uh what does that mean
0: just like, <laughs> like, like type it in the no no just just like shout it out oh yeah
1: oh Okay, got it. It's at the Harvey Milk Photo Center. Um, you can go see it when their hours are open, and they're open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 3 to 8.30, and Saturday, I think, 11 to 4, and if I got that wrong, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, those are the days they're open, but um, yeah, I think there was 100, I hope I'm not misquoting, I thought there was maybe like 130 pieces in it. It was pretty big. Wow. Yeah, the the volume of work that was in there and it was like I think one of the best shows that they've ever had as a at there like there in general as like the the, um member and staff and volunteer show it was crazy a lot of really impressive work (laughs) that's That's very cool so that yeah in July and then I was in another show like a week later and that was also in July and I just and then the engagement thing and I was like holy crap I'm doing something like literally every weekend when I did like hardly anything for like (laughs) a couple years with it so I don't think I'm past my exciting project but I feel like I've just recently had a lot of excitement so I'm just riding that wave still and I think trying to think of what I want to do next
0: that's fair nothing wrong with that yeah yeah just take some time for yourself
1: yeah yeah just getting used to it I keep re-digging out more cameras from my uh, camera hutch. I was looking at my camera hutch uh, and wanting to shoot with that as I'm realizing other cameras are broken. <laughs> I need to have them repaired. So, I think I'm, like, rotating through, you know, playing with some new stuff I haven't ever shot with before.
0: Oh, that's kind of so. cool. What uh, what kind of stuff are yeah. you having on the, uh, the docket there to play with?
1: Um, there's, like, this Olympus, uh, like, semi or pretty automatic um, 35 millimeter I have. It's kind of, it has a zoom lens. It's one that my grandpa gave me that I've like literally never worked with because uh, he, I don't know, it's not super manual. Like there's a lot that is auto, like, you know, you can just push a button and set it. And it's like a fancy or digital camera for back in the day from like the 90s. So okay. it's like, it's like receipt is from 1994 when he purchased it in there and I thought that was amazing because he still has it with the instructions like with the camera case Um, and I think I never used it because I just thought of it as like kind of a big clunky point and shoot but now my point and shoot's dead so I'm trying to figure out a way to sort of have a more faster yeah faster faster reflex camera than like full manual
0: What uh, what was your point and shoot that died on you?
1: Um, I had the Olympus uh, like Stylus Epic, the little black. I the stylus.
0: Oh, the one that's worth like one a little... billion dollars now because of all the hipsters. Uh,
1: yeah, my <laughs> third one. I, it's totally, nothing's in focus. It's weird. I went and talked about it. So I think um, I might have dropped it or something happened where it just sort of knocked apparently something out of slightly out of focus. So uh, it's kind of a bummer because I put a lot of roll through that camera and i'm not quite sure when it happened so some of the things of oh yeah exactly (laughs) i might have many a roll of film that's slightly nothing's really in focus but nothing's like super out of focus it's just like a softness to it which is sort of annoying um i've taken it to uh, this music festival and i was trying to i guess this is something i'm trying to do um be more comfortable of taking pictures of strangers, especially Mm -hmm. people that I find are, like, fun or interesting or or something. Um, So I went to a music festival that was alternative, like, super gothy, you know, kind of darker, and I loved it because there's so many very interesting people in that sort of, like, punk alternative goth subculture. Um, A lot of effort goes into, yeah, the look of everything. So I was trying to take all these photos of people, and then I got the roll back, and everyone's, like, slightly out of focus. Which, I mean, some of them still turned out good, right? Like, you know, it has a look to it. But I was just like, holy crap, like literally (laughs) all of these frames, everyone's picture is like slightly, you know, everyone's face is like slightly out of focus. So I decided I shouldn't put any more rolls through that um, because it's probably just like broken, broken. And I shouldn't, I'm going to hang on to it just for like whatever I have it. But it's also been taped. It's like taped with Gaffer's tape for like the last couple of years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have definitely gotten yeah. your money out of it.
1: <clears throat> I definitely got out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to look out for a different, like, smaller, compact point and shoot. But I think I'll mess around with this, all of this one for a minute just to, you know, big, just to like play with have something to play with.
0: That's fair. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm sad. I'm sad it broke though. Like I said, it's my third one, so clearly I love it. But uh, that that type of camera, but.
0: They're great little cameras. I just can't believe how expensive they are now.
1: Great. Yeah, I can't afford them anymore. So, (laughs) like, at all.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't think I have a point and shoot anymore. I sold my last one. It was Mm. a really nice one, too. I regret selling it a little bit. But it went to a really good home, and she loves it a lot. And she, like, posts how much she loves it all the time. So, it's like, I'm glad... Uh, That it went to a good home. But... um, Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing I have that's like point and shoot is like um, Lomography Simple Use Camera. I think it's at home. It's not here. Um, But that's kind of a cool camera. Because it's like just one of those like disposable jobbies that you can like put rolls of film into instead of just throwing it in the garage. Nice. Nice. Yeah.
1: Anything fancier with like a nice glass lens I'm always like shit that got too expensive I can't uh I cannot afford that (laughs) like at (laughs) all anymore I don't think I ever could but you know with the way it's gotten but it's
0: It's kind of cool it's Uh, gotten so much worse um yeah because like a lot of the stuff I have now I would have never been like I I couldn't buy it now like it's just too crazy even, even in the last, like, six months, some of the stuff that, like, I bought is, like, way more expensive now.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I like that film is staying alive, but I don't love the price point it's at that right now. I would like it to sort of, like, peak and then come back down a bit and sort of plateau at a more, you know, yeah, consumer level of affordability
2: as <laughs> possible. Thinking.
1: Yeah, wishful banking, yeah, fingers
0: crossed. <laughs> you know, that'll happen, but, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, it's been a lot of fun chatting with you. I appreciate you, I, you know, um, taking some time out of your day. I know that um, we had to jiggle things around a bit with uh, with your work schedule, so I really appreciate that. And, Thank um,
1: you,
0: I know it's <laughs> I, I'm. Are you going to be able to make it to the Texas Policon or just the Bay Area ones?
1: Oh, just a bit. And unfortunately, the Texas one. Um, my birthday is that same week. Um, but it's a kind of a big birthday, so oh. I'm uh, that so. Is it We're, like
0: uh, a yeah, you know, big twenty five?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be turning twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's 4-0, So, oh so shit! Big, my that, big fortieth. That yeah. was
0: last year for me and. It felt yeah. it felt kinda weird a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. I'm having some like meltdowns about it, um <laughs> but really <laughs> about just like I love like getting people together for birthday and so I think it's just the stress of figuring out the planning of it and like you know, all the things. But I've always I've always liked my birthday. so it's not that. It's just more like finding the time to figure it out but trying to have it like in a but i think i got it worked out well i'm gonna be spending good time with friends and family so
0: that's awesome yeah well, yeah
1: but maybe the next one because uh i definitely wanted to always check out the uh, texas one considering um it's been going strong for a while right like eight years seven years it, Am this
0: I? is this is policon seven this year so okay, Polcon yeah, seven, seven years, seven years
1: yeah that seems fun, and I have never been to that part of Texas, so that's always interesting like I love going to new places, so I feel like that would be really cool to see
0: Denton is such a cool little town. I think you'd really you'd really enjoy denton um yeah yeah i'm I'm looking forward to going down because it's been so long since I've seen um a lot of my my polo pals that uh you know, didn't make it out to the Bay Area one the first time and um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just talking with with Daniel and Andy last night and uh I'm going to do like a a live chat panel thing there um of the cool. thing so I'm going to bring all the like podcast shit down and um I think that'll right. be kind of fun to get Brian up on stage and a few other people and uh Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely really see- sweet guys. Oh, what sorry, what's that? <laughs> I was
1: say they're really sweet guys. Daniel, yeah. and Andy, that yeah, they're really cool. They're really, yeah, it's really rad that, yeah, they put that together and then they're able to do that with Brian here in the Bay Area. Like, it's
0: super rad. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're super duper cool. And uh, I think Armand and I are going to drive down. He's going to fly up to Seattle and I'll pick him up there. And um, cool. I think we're going to try and, like, go through L.A. on the way down. So we'll be driving oh. through the Bay Area. So depending on, like, the time, um, want to see if maybe get a few people together to you know uh, say yeah. hi as we're cool. driving through
1: yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool yeah let me uh, let us know if you put that together for sure
0: yeah definitely yeah. i'll let you know but thanks for hanging out with okay. me um it's been a lot yeah. of fun so, and uh is there anything you want to say to the folks before uh, we wrap up
1: uh no thanks everyone for tuning in my comments sort of froze so i couldn't see any extra uh, question. So sorry about that. <laughs> I, just, I like couldn't see anything else that I was writing, but um, I appreciate anyone tuning in, and I uh, hope y'all like the kitty cat conversation. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Something to talk about endlessly. I know we signed in for photography, but you know.
0: Well, so the cat thing with of. it is, like, it's kind of about photography, only in the sense that, like, I'm a photographer you're a photographer and like, you know, that's how we know each other. But, um, Got it. I like learning more about like the people and, you know, what drives okay. them, what interests them, what motivates them and stuff. So, um, cool. yeah, if you want to do a gear talk, we can find you another podcast for that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got it. Okay. I okay. like, well, I'm fine talking about all of this. I just don't know what people are <laughs> tuning in for. But it's been fun. It was it was really a pleasure talking with you. So thank you again for having me.
0: No problem. And, thank uh, you for yeah. being here.
1: Thanks. And thanks again for working around my work schedule. So sorry, anyone that's tuning in from different times in zones. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, that's not a problem at all. Um, this cool. is not the weirdest one I've had to do. And yeah, it all works out. But I'll uh, yeah I'll, I'll walk us out here and yeah thank you again okay. and thanks everyone for tuning in and spending some time with us. Um, next week we're gonna have uh, Casey uh, Wright on here with us. Um, who is in the chat is uh, Right Angle. Um, looking forward to having them on there. They're another Polaroid photographer with uh, some really fantastic work. So um be sure to uh, cruise by next week and uh if you're heading to texas let me know be cool to catch up well have cool. a great week and uh, take care of yourself right. thank
2: you me too bye brisa bye, bye.